0: Hey, this is Michael Scobie. We're so honored that you're tuned into our podcast today. Whether you're part of our Vibrant Church family in person or online, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search Vibrant HTX on all social media markets. You can also go to VibrantHTX.com to hear about things going on, connect with a life group, or even get to know some of our pastoral team. We pray this message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you make your next step in following Jesus. Let's jump into the message. Well, Merry Christmas, Vibrant Church. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Didn't Brittany do an amazing job? Give it up for Brittany, all of our worship team. One more time so glad that all of you are here to celebrate Christmas with us. My name is Michael, my wife Carmen and I, we have the tremendous honor and privilege of serving this church as lead pastors, and we're so thankful that you chose to celebrate Christmas right here at Vibrant Church. Can we give it up for all of our guests and our family and our friends that are here this week? Amen. This is a tremendous season to be a part of Vibrant Church and all that the Lord is doing. In this house, uh, we've got so much coming up um, in January and, and so much that you're going to want to be a part of, and, and Pastor Sean and Megan were speaking about it earlier, but 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting is coming up, starting the brand new year right. We have a brand new series uh, coming up. We're going to unveil that to you uh, this coming up week, and, and uh, not only that, the grand opening of this building is happening in January. Y'all excited about that? We're going to party. To celebrate it. After 21 days, we'll have a very special worship night on a Sunday evening. And it's just going to be a great, great season. But, um, I, you know, the song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, our team was talking about, you know, where we're going to go, the direction of Christmas. And one of the team members brought up, hey, wouldn't it be great uh, for us to, to theme our Christmas service, I'll Be Home for Christmas? Because those of you that don't know, um, just three months ago, um, we we started the construction on this complete space. I mean, literally, none of this looked like this just three months ago. We started the construction, and just as of about three days ago, we signed off the final paperwork, and this space, this construction project, is finally complete, and we're home for Christmas. Come on, that's awesome, isn't it? <clears throat> We are home, and so from Labor Day weekend until now, it's been a little crazy, but uh, we're glad to be home for Christmas and excited. Didn't y'all enjoy the kids' choir? Did y'all enjoy the kids' stuff? That's cool, huh? I love it. I love it. I love it. it, it you know, you really don't even have to hear them sing. It's just when they go to, like, run to the front and grab the microphone. That's just enough for me. Like, just, I want all of it. Just let them sing the whole service. It'd be great. Uh, our kids' team's like, no. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited that you're here. How many of you are married to really good gift givers? You? All right, that's me. I'm married to a really good gift giver. What I've found is most of the time, really good gift givers are married to not really good gift givers. Come on, how many of you are married to not really good gift givers? Don't, yeah, that's smart. Good, don't say that. I <laughs> know. <laughs> See, that was a trap. That was, that was what that was. I'm trying to. But hey, you know, the, the greatest gift on Christmas is, is the, the gift of Jesus. It's the gift of Jesus. And I, and I know it's cliche to say, but inside of that, I wanna, I wanna illustrate this point of being home for Christmas. And, and I wanna set it up with a few statements here that you may, may have heard before, Um, Some of them may be humorous and and that kind of thing, but you may relate with some of them. And if you do, just give me a big amen. Can you practice? Say amen. amen. Home is where my heart is. Home is where my dog is. We're my dog people. Those are good people right there. We're my cat people. Pray for them. right Bible says the devil roars on like a roaring cat cat right how many I'll be honest how many of you get gifts for your dog it's okay you didn't have to be that honest but we're real church we're real people home home is where your wi-fi connects automatically come on somebody amen amen Home is where the crazy lady from down the street that runs your HOA all of a sudden becomes your boss. (laughs) Nobody struggles with that except for me. That's cool, it's all right. Um, Home is wherever my crazy kids are. Amen. Home is where life happens. Home is where memories grow. Home is where people understand me. Home is where you treat your friends like family and family like friends. And home is where your story is. Where your story is. We all have a story and, and the truth is, whether you're a believer or not in this house, is that Jesus is a part of it. Jesus is part of your story and somewhere, some way, he intersects with your story. And along that way, Jesus comes alongside of you. This is the beginning of Jesus' story. It's actually in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter nine. Says This is the prophecy. It says, uh, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government uh, and his, its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne, of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. You know, more than 2,000 years ago, there was a man born contrary to the laws of nature. Contrary to the laws of nature. He laid aside his purple robe for a peasant's tunic. He was rich, yet for our sake he became poor. This man lived in poverty and was raised in obscurity. He received no formal education and never possessed wealth or widespread influence. He never traveled extensively. He seldom crossed the boundary of the country in which he lived. But this man's life changed the course of history for our world. In infancy, he startled a king. In childhood, he amazed religious scholars. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature, walking on stormy waves and hushed the raging sea to sleep by saying, peace, be still. He healed multitudes without medicine and made no charge for his services. He never practiced psychiatry, yet he healed some broken hearts more than doctors could ever do far and near. He never wrote a book, yet his life inspired more books than any other man who's lived he never wrote a song, yet he's furnished the thing for more songs than all the songwriters combined in the world. He never founded a college, but all the schools put together cannot boast of having as many students. He never marshaled an army. He never drafted a soldier or fired a gun, yet never, no leader has had more rebels surrender to him without a shot fired. See, Herod couldn't kill him. Satan could not seduce him. His enemies could not destroy him. The grave could not hold him. After three days, he rose from the dead alive forevermore. He is the perfect one, the wonderful counselor. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. The man stands forth upon the highest pinnacle of the heavenly glory. (laughs) Proclaimed by God. Acknowledged by angels, adored by his people, feared by demons as the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To put it simply, there's just nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like Jesus. There is no name like Jesus. See, if you knew my story, you would understand that Jesus saved my life. He saved my soul and he gave me a destiny And he wants to do that same thing and more for you today. Somebody say, Jesus. Jesus. There's something about that name. Did you feel that? The sound of that name impacts the atmosphere of the room. Something about that name. See, sound impacts so much of our everyday life. It affects our, our psychology. It affects our cognitive processing, our behavior, our physiology. It, it, the sound of a peaceful rain shower can be very relaxing. But the sound of an industrial loud warehouse can be stressful and even damaging to your ears. The sudden boom of a firecracker can be frightening. But there are other sounds that can be relaxing like a, like a baby's. A baby's talking There are sudden sounds like that gets everybody on edge, snakes around. There are sounds that are powerful, loud sounds, quiet sounds, even the sound of silence. And all the sounds, of all of the sounds, music is the most powerful and impactful of all sounds. See, music is just a combination of sound and silence. Music is is powerful for its impact on our emotions, and it doesn't take long. If you don't believe me, parents, stay with me. Baby shark. You're welcome. You'll sing this the rest of the day. What about this? No, no. No, no. You know, Jaws is coming. Did you realize that the music that you hear in retail shops and in malls can boost your, boost your drive to buy things from their store? That's why they play the music they do. Music in your workplace can boost morale and productivity, or if they're playing the wrong music, it can cut it in half. Music has the ability to incite rage or bring joy. In fact, much of today's music is filled with frequencies that negatively imp- impact our emotions. Let us not forget that Lucifer was the great musician and choir director, but he's also the great deceiver. So be careful of the soundtrack of your life. The sounds of our life are endless. The soundtrack of our life. They impact our everyday productivity and outlook. But what about the sounds of scripture the sounds in the bible in genesis 1 in creation let there be and there was first kings 18 elijah to ahab i hear the sound of the abundance of rain acts 2 and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a as a rushing mighty wind faith comes by hearing hearing god's word how can they hear unless somebody preach Pharisees told Jesus tell your disciples to be quiet Jesus said if they hold their praise the rocks will cry out six days there was the sound of silence around Jericho but on the day seven they shouted that the Lord had given them the city and the walls fell down the angels told Gideon go listen for what your enemy is saying about you Then there's finally, there's the trumpet sounding when the Lord will one day return in glory. See, sound is powerful. It's powerful. Did you know that every place you are in has a sound? Every place that you are in has a frequency. If you are breaking down sound, sound is made up of frequencies. There are different frequencies put together that equal a sound, a sound. And did you know that your home has a unique frequency to anywhere else that you go? That's why when you're at home, when you're home, you spend time in your house probably more than anywhere you do in life. And so the more time you spend at home, your mind and your body and your brain gets used to the frequency of home. It gets used to the sound of home. That's why when you walk in the door, It can be completely silent in your house, but you can walk in the door and feel peace come over you. It's because the frequency or the sound of home has impacted you. Today, I wanna preach to you. I'll be home for Christmas, but I wanna preach to you the sound of home. The sound of home. You know, Luke's account of the birth of Jesus is truly my favorite. The details are vivid, but they're very brief. And every Christmas, these 20 verses remind me that every part of this story is miraculous. Every part of it the conception, the fulfilled prophecies, the manger, the birth, the wise men from the East and their generosity, every part of it. But in this story, there are many sounds that we miss as part that lead us to home. The sounds of the Christmas story, what about the heartbeat? The heartbeat. Every parent longs to hear the heartbeat. I remember all three of Carmen's pregnancies, we went to the doctor so we could just hear the heartbeat. And I have videos on my phone of just hearing the heartbeat. Of just hearing the heartbeat of my kids. All all three of them. Every parent longs to hear this. Remember, Mary finds out she's pregnant and not long afterwards. She goes to Elizabeth's house. And the Bible says that when she entered, just when she walked in the door, when the frequency was close, Elizabeth's baby leapt inside of her. The frequency impacted her. The heartbeat created movement inside of her womb. Only this is no ordinary child. This was the promised redeemer of Israel, the very son of God. Elizabeth heard Mary arrive and her very own baby leapt in her womb. What about the angels speaking to Mary and to Joseph and the shepherds, all echoing one sound, all echoing one thing, saying, do not be afraid fear not you know church the miraculous can often be terrifying the miraculous in your life can often be terrifying faith doesn't always mean it's the easy way everyone wants a miracle but i haven't seen anybody lining up to be blind lame or burdened with a life-altering disease see the soundtrack of faith must be louder than the soundtrack of fear in your life. You can have a faith move in your world. Don't let the soundtrack of fear override the soundtrack of faith in your life. What about Joseph? The sound of obedience. The sound of obedience. Jesus was in his his, his wife's womb And Joseph is told, don't don't be afraid, it's okay. I got this. We don't really hear a word from Joseph until he names him Jesus. He gets naming rights. What about the innkeeper? The sound saying we're all out of room. The sound of rejection. This is too terrifying. They're fearing for their unborn son's life. Don't you understand she could have this baby at any moment. What do you mean there's not room? Can I get some sympathy, please? The sound of rejection. Some of you have maybe heard this sound in your life over the last few weeks into this Christmas season. Maybe you recently served divorce papers or you were denied the job or the position that you applied for another month and you're still not pregnant. In the waiting in the searching in the healing the healing in the hurting there was jesus hearing the lord's voice in our greatest hurt wasn't a new sound it was a timeless word timeless word what about the host of angels singing out saying glory to god in the highest heaven singing over jesus Hebrews 1 and 3, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the power, by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. They've been waiting for this announcement, and the angels make a sound of heaven. It's an announcement. The angel had been, angels had been holding their praise since the foundation of the world, but all of a sudden, glory to God in the highest. What about the shepherds? The shepherds, they can't keep this news to themselves. And they're saying, well, they, t- they went from the birth experience and they told everybody about it. They told everybody about the good news Jesus is here. This was not normal. Usually it's the ladies upset when their men are quiet. Too quiet when on the other end of some good news. But not these shepherds. They were loud about it. All of these sounds in the Christmas story lead us to the sound of home. It's a frequency that when we walk in there's peace. Some of you in this house more than anything, more than to sing some good songs, more than to get some good gifts, more than even to eat some good food, right now in this Christmas season, you need the sound of home, the sound of peace. You know, in our home, we love music. We love music. Obviously, we're all very musical I was a worship pastor for many years. My wife was as well. We both play instruments. We both sing. My kids, they can't help it. It's in their bloodline. They love singing. They love playing. Uh, But we love music, and we we love good music. Anybody love good music? I'm a little all over the place, very eclectic when it comes to genre. Like when I was in high school, I went through this big rap phase. I was big into rap in high school, okay, big into rap. Heavy rock. Like if you listen to my Spotify, it'll be like rap, heavy rock, worship, R and B, and my and my brother Reverend John John Mayer will bless my Spotify from time to time. Amen. Carmen, she has like the same few playlists that she's gonna play in the house. But all of our family's a little bit musical. But one, one recently, my son, I you know, <laughs> I play the piano obviously, and and. My son was like super interested in the piano, Ethan, and he was like, Dad, will you teach me how to play piano? And against my better judgment, I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try to do that. Against my better judgment. And we sat down and we started talking through the keys and started looking at it. There's black keys, there's white keys, there's major chords, there's minor chords, diminished, augmented, sevens, minor sevens, all of these different things, middle C, right in the middle. And, and I started playing, I said... He said, how do I make music with this piano? And I said, well, bro, the basis of all music starts from a major scale. And our video people are going to get real mad at me right now because I'm out of the light and way off center. But it is what it is. But the beginning of all music is from a major scale. And it just sounds like this. Now, that sounds terribly boring is what he's, he's like. That, that, that's boring. That did not sound like music. I want a song. I was like, well, bu- before you can get to a song, you've got to get this. We started talking through this, and he's like, man, that is so boring. I don't want anything to do with that music. What, I t- what, what would you do if I told you that the sound of peace and the sound of home in your life is found in that major scale. It's found inside of that major scale. You want me to show you? Let me to show it to you. Instead of walking it up and going. What if you walked it down and added pauses in it for life? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. See, in your life today, many times you feel like it's overwhelming you. You feel like you're walking that major scale up and you're you're trying to find purpose in it all. But what you need truly in your life to discover peace is that sound of home. And that sound of home is often when you just listen for joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. That sound of peace, that frequency inside of your life, it's not boring. That sound of home, it's joy to the world. The Lord has come. Some of you have been traveling through this life feeling like a nomad, and you're, you're not feeling comfortable or peaceful at all, but it's truly in the manger that you 'll discover the frequency of peace that frequency of peace is found inside of the basis of all music, which is in that major scale joy to the world, the sound of home Jesus. now of course mangers that Jesus the manger that Jesus was laid in mangers are animal feeding troughs but The trough that Jesus was laid in is not like the trough probably inside of your manger scene that you see. The troughs in ancient Israel were actually made of stone, not of wood, not what you would see in a modern day nativity scene. They were not comfortable, but they were perfect for protection. That's why those who were experts in this manner, the priests, would put their newborn lambs inside of the mangers for protection. But not just any lamb, but only the unblemished, perfect lambs that were used for sacrifice in the tabernacle. And in Bethlehem, where Jesus was born, it was famous for their unblemished lambs used for the sacrifice. These lambs had to be perfect so they would wrap them tightly in cloth and they would lay them in the manger to keep them safe. This is exactly why the only time mangers are mentioned in Jesus' birth story, it's told to the shepherds in, Luke's two, in Luke 2, says, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. The shepherds would have understood this powerful parallel. They knew what that sound meant. The sound of home had arrived. They knew what the cloth meant and the manger meant the baby would be the perfect lamb of God. The Messiah who would sacrifice his life for the sins of the whole world. He wasn't just a baby wrapped up in swatting and clothes, lying in a manger. He was God, perfect, sinless, holy, humbling himself to become the perfect sacrifice to reconcile us back to him. Colossians 1:15 through 17 He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation and by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things hold together Would you stand with me today? Today, walking into Christmas, some of you just need to be held together. And that sound, that frequency of Christmas, that sound of home is right in front of you today. Joy to the world. The Lord has come in a manger, in an uncomfortable manger Let me pray over today. Lord Jesus, I love you. I'm so thankful for your birth. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you came. God, so we could be forgiven of sin. So we could be forgiven, so we could be made whole, so we could be healed. Jesus, today, Lord, I'm speaking to some people today that that need that sound of home that we've talked about. Lord, that that they need a reminder, the joy to the world that you have come. Not only did you come for them 2,000 years ago, but you came for us today. Why? To hold us together. Your frequency, your sound, you hold us all together. And it all began in a beautiful manger. Thank you in Jesus' name.
1: at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the glory of the Lord's radiance surrounded them. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a whole host of others, the armies of heaven, singing and praising to God, glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger.